3: Well, Julia, I have to hear you say at the crib. Let me see how you sound. Got to say, welcome to the crib.
1: Welcome to the crib. Like
2: it. Let's oh, go. Love it. Let's I, get it. <laughs> I love
1: hanging out. I love hanging out in, in the crib. Yeah, right? I'm gonna
0: knock that chest off. Now, it's Crockett you know. and Stout. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Former Broncos DB Ray Crockett. Come on, D. And Mark Stout.
2: Y'all make a play, man.
0: On Orange and Blue 760.
1: Crockett and Stout, Julie Brown and Michael Coover and Anthony Rodriguez filling in for Crockett and Stout who are on vacation today. Guys, I did think about Ray a lot in that Raider loss because remember when, what was it, last Friday, he was like, why are we watching this game? It's the toilet bowl. (laughs) This is going to be the worst game ever. And, you know, possibly he had he kind of had a point there. So I wonder, we'll have to talk to Ray about how long he made it for that game. So as we know... The Broncos dropped the game to the three and eleven Oakland Raiders twenty-seven to fourteen. They were trailing seventeen to nothing at halftime. Pretty uninspired first half. So leading to the in the holiday theme, I guess, based on their performance against the Raiders, who do you guys want to give some late holiday presents to? And who do you think gets Cole in that? Coove, I'll have you start out on that. Who oh. who would you like to give a present to?
4: Wow. None, Come no, on. None of them?
0: No. Who gets a present? Let's come on, let's I, come I on, would, say, would say
4: uh I would say Adam Gotsis.
1: Yeah, I he is the same with me.
4: I would say Adam Gotsis. He's really played well down the stretch. He continued that against the Raiders. In fact, that whole D line all year long has played hard, uh just as he mentioned, I think, in a soundbite that we uh we had earlier in the show during one of the updates. But I I I would say Adam Gotsis. He is he has been a strong leader in this team. And he had his issues at the start of the year because he wouldn't talk because of all of the off-the-field stuff involving him. And now that he's he has a nice personality, and he's a good player. He made that huge play in the Cleveland game to give us a chance to win, and then he came up big in this Raider game as well. So I would give some presents to one Adam Gatsis.
0: Hmm. Let me get the present. Let's see.
1: You guys, come on! You can Where's find this present somebody.
0: present for? Uh, nope, that's not gonna work. Next one. Nope. Nope. Not getting that present. All right.
1: All right. How about Philip Lindsay? to get oh, to 1,037
0: sure. yards. There you go. There, I found it. There, there, there it is. That present. It was in the corner. It was in the corner. It was in the corner. Yeah, he absolutely gets that present. Um, And it looks like he was trying to, and again, you never know for sure, but seemed like he was trying to get back in the game as well. That dude's an Iron Man. I mean, you knew that the injury, unfortunately for him, was pretty serious because if he wasn't going to get back in that game for who he is as a person and as a competitor, you kind of had some worry, obviously before the news officially came down of what the injury was. So for so twofold, yeah. For for the for the one thousand yards, and then trying to seemingly trying to get back in the game, but obviously just could not.
4: You want to know what really would have sucked? Sure. Had he gotten hurt before he got to a thousand yards? Oh, oh, I
1: know, because it took him so long to get there, right?
4: That would have been that would have been wow. That would have really stunk.
1: That would have been just icing on the cake, right? So far for this year, it, it's it's unfortunate for so many reasons, and we find out today the rehab maybe he's gonna have surgery, three to four months. Um, he he could have, he had a chance to break that all-time undrafted rookie record. He really wasn't that far from, you know, breaking that all-time record, but he does finish with a 1,037 yards. Okay, now I guess we have to a lot more time to who gets the coal. I put I put Isaac yadam in there just because that was such a bummer of a play to start off the game to not... Hold on to that ball and what happened after that, that 99 yard, you know, return. I just thought, "Mm, that's 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 the worst way you want to start a game.
4: All right. The guy the guy that I would give Cole to is actually the best player on this football team. And he did not play like the best player on this football team. Von Von Miller. He finished with zero tackles, zero sacks. He did have a QB hit, but that was it. I mean, he was he was a non factor in that football game. He might as well not even shown up. Cause that's basically what we got out of him. So I, I would say Von Miller would get a lump of coal for that performance on Monday night.
0: My lump of coal is going to be cut into three pieces or multiple pieces. Cause I don't know who was all responsible for the offensive play calling, but after Lindsay went out, is it me and I don't have the official numbers in front of me. Is it me or did it seem like they ran the ball more after Lindsey went out? It's always kind of seemed like they've run the ball when they obviously they de- they needed to not chew up clock, they were trying to get back into that game. They had double-digit deficits multiple times, or at least for a good majority of that second half. It seemed like then they started to run the ball and eat clock when they are on the opposite side of that and need to find a way to get the ball downfield with at least amount of clock used as possible. So the offensive play calling as a whole gets some coal. Well, I will say
4: this. They had 37 pass attempts and 24 rush attempts. 14 of those were after... Well, I shouldn't even say 14 because I'm not sure. Because Philip had 10, so they had X amount, probably 10 or more, after Philip went out. So.
1: Okay. I feel like I'm with a bunch of scrooges right now. So let's talk about the second half here. And let's talk about Case Keenum's performance in the second half and tossing a couple touchdown passes to those young wide receivers.
0: <laughs> the There's a present in the corner again. Okay. For Case.
1: Could you, there were times where I know he's not the most accurate guy, right? We know this. We know this. But he can make, th- he can, he does have the ability to make things happen. He does.
0: That is true. But as we unwrap the present, there's Cole inside the present because of the interceptions. Yes, right. he had the touchdowns, but he also had the picks. And so he especially picked. with the game on the line, obviously the second interception was really when the game was essentially over. But the first interception, yeah, and the first interception, you had to go downfield and score. So inside the present for what we had as the touchdowns inside the present is Cole. Sorry.
4: And he he averaged once again, just 5.5 yards per pass attempt. You've got to be better than that. You can't run these little short patterns the entire way down the football field. I mean, that that's why one of the, that's why one of the reasons we've struggled all year long, this league has evolved into a passing league with big pass plays and throwing it all over the yard. And this team and Case Keenum just isn't that, and he's never gonna be that. Which means we're never going to evolve and be the winning franchise that we would all love to be. Once again, two straight losing years, and if Case is back next year, it,
1: it's probably not going to improve. Okay, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record saying, <laughs> I'm gonna go on record saying this. Case will be back next year. And he's not going to throw a career-high 14 interceptions uh, as of now. He's just not. That's what I believe. I believe there's a better Case Keenum. I believe it's between what we saw this year and I believe it's what we saw last year with the Vikings with 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Case Keenum also does need some help as well.
4: Oh, there's no doubt about it. Obviously, he lost his two top receivers. Uh, and obviously he's playing with three rookies right now in Sutton, Patrick, and Hamilton.
1: You guys, let's talk about this. Let's talk about all the Bronco fans out there that are like, oh, okay, we don't we don't want Case Keenum. We want Teddy Bridgewater or we want Joe Flacco or let's talk about is that even real is is this realistic? Because there are other teams out there that want quarterbacks as well. This used to be a place, and I still do believe that the Broncos are a place. It's a very, very well thought of organization. I know that the last couple of years have been tough but there's a standard here in denver but there's also a lot of other teams that want quarterbacks when you when we throw those names out is that realistic that you know that the broncos could pick up guys like that
0: it's going to get expensive right the, the more we, the, the entirety of the show i have been just thinking about how much we're going to have to dish out because of all the teams competing for needing a quarterback i mean just going down the list right here Jacksonville Jaguars probably want a quarterback. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably want a quarterback. The Bengals could be potentially in the market for a quarterback. Uh, Kuva and I were talking. Maybe the Lions, if they move on from Stafford, they maybe they go out and maybe get someone different for the sake of change. Miami Dolphins are they are they going to stick with Tannehill? The Redskins is Alex Smith going to be healthy enough, and do they want to move forward with him? The Giants do they stay with Eli? All of these teams could potentially be in a bidding war for a free agent like Teddy or for guys in the draft. It's going to get pricey.
4: And I'm just not sure. I know Anthony is a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater, but I just, I mean, we were looking at his stats earlier today. I mean, he threw double-digit interceptions in some of his better years in Minnesota. I, I don't think he's any better. or I don't think he's proven enough to tell me that he's any better than what Case is. And as
0: is. I told Coover earlier, Julie, I'll ask you, if you're a team that has Adrian Peterson, are you going to focus on your running attack? Or are you going to focus on your passing attack? Because AP, I believe in the second year with Teddy, he had like 1,400 rushing yards. They were a run-first offense. I don't think offensively, I think he still had like 65% completion percentage. I think he had about, uh, let's see, actually have it right in front of me. That second year, 2015, 3,200 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. The first year he had 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But again, AP in the backfield, you're going to... You yeah, gotta focus you, on, you're going to focus, focus on the that. run game.
1: I'm just going to say something that to strike fear in, in kind of everybody's hearts, depending on what happens next year, but you look at the AFC West, and you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC West, and they are solid. Phillip Rivers, I believe...
0: You're scaring people. Give okay, the music.
1: Phillip Rivers, I know the whole postseason hasn't gone his way. Maybe it happens this year. It's as close as they're going to get. Patrick Mahomes, I think... But whatever you think about the Chiefs, you have to admit that he's a great talent. I still like Derek Carr. I think he's been messed up a little bit by John Gruden. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know exactly if I know who Derek Carr exactly is. Is he the guy from two years ago or the guy from last year, kind of meeting in the middle this year? Lucky Land
0: Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. to at least try and stay in the same ballpark, right?
0: Or turmoil against the other teams in the division who all have a good quarterback.
1: And that's been a bit. That's been a minute since we've been able to say that about the AFC West.
4: I think the interesting thing's going to be is they're going to have Case Keenum as their quarterback next year. The only way that they don't have that is if there's a quarterback winding up on the market that you didn't expect, such as a Matthew Stafford. Such as a Derek Carr. Jameis, maybe. 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 I don't think they. I don't think. Based on what they've done the last couple of years in the draft and what they've done as a whole, such as getting rid of Chad Kelly after that one incident, I don't think that they take a chance on Jameis Winston just because of the off the field issues. Right. I, I, I don't think that he's in. I don't think he's a player that they even consider. But Matthew Stafford, if he becomes available, or if a Derek Carr, if that's something, if he becomes available, I think that's where. They may take a shot on somebody. But otherwise, I'm going back with Case Keenum and and riding that. In fact, uh, let's, let's just say the Lions do make Stafford available. I would give up a first and a third and Case to the Lions to get him over here. Because I think if you put him on a winning football team and in a winning culture, and that Lions culture up there, just it, it's not a winning one. I, th- I think they're ready to start over, and I think it wouldn't surprise me if they made him available. And you put him ar- you put the right people around him and a good defense, I think he's a winning quarterback.
0: One guy is off that list that you just mentioned with the decision made today by Justin Herbert, and I think that's Derek Carr. I don't think Carr is going to be available any longer. I think I think Herbert was the only guy – that I think Gruden would have moved on from car four. Now knowing it's just gonna be Haskins and Locke and whoever else, I think they'll probably roll with Carr. So carr was a possibility before today's decision by by Herbert. That's just my take.
1: It's so tough to evaluate Carr just because of the system that that Gruden is putting him in. He's definitely not the quarterback that he was two years ago, right? But he's definitely efficient. And I guess that would I wouldn't I would take Derek Carr, I think, in a heartbeat there. So, I don't know. I mean, for all the people that want to throw out, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Case Keenum next year. Want to another interesting name?
4: Sure. That, not, that people have brought up in passing, especially if Nick Foles does what he did last year in the are playoffs. Are you going to say
1: Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz.
4: A th- don't I even be, do the Eagles. Are dreaming. You don't make do do that move. to me. It's
0: not happening. It's not happening. There's no chance the Eagles move on from Carson Wentz. So, you can nip that in the butt right now.
1: It's like no when people were talking about Drew Brees because he didn't sign his deal until very late, and then we started just completely fantasizing about having Drew Brees here in Denver. I feel like it'd be like not that much, but I don't think they're going to move on from Carson Wentz.
0: Not a chance. Not a chance. So, so Broncos country is not so happening. Even if Nick Foles takes them back to the Super Bowl and wins it again. Yep. Even if back that happens. Back-to-back Super Bowl years, and you're still not buying into the guy. Oh no, I'm not. This isn't against me not not buying into Foles. I'm just telling you that. Wins is their future, and everyone in that in that in that building knows it.
1: So,
4: if that's the case, if you're the Broncos, would you make a play for Foles?
1: Yes.
0: Uh.
1: Uh. What?
0: I gotta look at the contract. See, see what he's making. Let me, let me take a look.
1: Keep in mind, we all know this: how John Elway feels about quarterbacks. I think it's been a very painful time for John Elway these last couple years, in the quarterback that he was, and the appreciation that he has for good and great quarterbacks. I think that he would double down on a guy like that.
4: What, Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Both. Both?
1: Especially if Nick Foles is coming off of, if for some strange reason, he re, he leads them to a Super Bowl. I think John Elway wants to get a quarterback in here that he can believe in. Yeah, and but he Nick, thought it was Case Keenum.
4: But Nick Foles, he, he screams, especially at the beginning of the year in preseason when he had the job before Carson came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was not good.
1: I know, but then they made a shrine to him, and then they won. So that's all we need to what do. Why
4: what what don't I think, uh, seriously, I think what could happen down the road is Aaron Rodgers winds up leaving Green Bay at some point, uh-huh. and John goes and gets him, and that's his Peyton Manning at the end of his career.
0: No. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Didn't he just sign a six-year deal? It was going to be, what, no, 38, like, it 39? Was like a, it was like a four-year deal.
1: Mm, no chance. And he's, in year,
0: and he's in year, I believe, what, year so two? So you're telling it? me you're imagining the Broncos are in turmoil at quarterback that long? Four more years? Well, I, I'm, I'm Four saying, more years of not knowing would, what the quarterback situation is like here? It wouldn't shock me if the Packers,
4: oh. especially as Aaron gets up there in age, decides to move on because they can't win with him based on the amount of money that he's making. Speaking- and they just decide to restart. I mean, the, you look at that team, it, it is. It is. It. it so, not, another
0: band aid, and that's what you want.
4: There's no talent there in Green Bay outside of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's uh, uh, Devontae Adams and maybe Aaron Jones. There's not a whole lot there.
0: Another band aid.
1: Hey, speaking of John Elway, hey, we're going to hear. Super Bowl. From the Broncos GM coming up next. Also, the Shaq Barrett show coming up at 520. We'll talk to the Broncos linebacker. We'll also hear from John Elway about talking about that Raider game. And also his thoughts on Sunday against the Chargers. What does he want to see from his team? What's the philosophy the Broncos should have when they take on Los Angeles at Mile High Stadium? It's all coming up next on Crockett and Stout on Orange and Blue 760
0: rush in the pocket he's going to be hit and sacked and the ball came free and Denver's got it that was Shaq Barrett with the strip sack and the fumble recovery this is the Shaq Barrett show on orange and blue 760 here it comes, Shaq Barrett every Monday evening at 520 Broncos linebacker Shaq Barrett joins Crockett and Stout are you kidding me for an inside look at the Broncos game presented by Safeway and their game time rewards program Safeway Get in the game. I'd
2: like to take candy from a baby right there.
0: Now, here's Shaq and Crockett and Stout.
1: Shaq Barrett Show, presented by Safeway and their game time rewards program. Safeway, it's just better. No Crockett and Stout today. Julie Brownman and Michael Coover and Anthony Rodriguez filling in. Get to the hotline and welcome the guest of the hour, Shaq Barrett. Hi, Shaq. How are you? I'm
3: doing pretty good. How are y'all doing enough?
1: We're doing great. Uh, first of all, before we get into the game against the Raiders and moving forward, how was your Christmas?
3: Oh, Christmas was amazing. My kids said it was the best Christmas ever. So Ooh. we're doing something right. <laughs> what
1: What was the best gift you gave them?
3: Uh, so a laser tag. I got a laser tag. That's probably what my middle son, Braylon, liked the most. And then my oldest son, uh, Kale, he just got a book with Pokemon stars and he liked that.
1: That's cool. She's That's like cool. Every
3: day. everything. She's like everybody.
1: So, it may be cliché, but right, days like that are kind of a reminder that the Broncos season has not gone as planned. It was not a pretty game, 27 to 14 loss against the Raiders, but then you get to days like that and you're like, okay. It's not, you know, a little bit of priorities here, right? Or did you still feel bad on Christmas Day?
3: No, no, no. I I, I put it in perspective a while ago. I, I just realized yeah, that my trip last time I'm the only for the to so I put it in perspective a while ago that my family is pretty much the only constant right now and probably forever. All
4: right. Obviously, you're back on the field for the first time uh, in a while, coming back from the injury. How did it feel to be back out there with your teammates trying to get that W?
3: It felt good to be out there trying to help uh, do anything to help the team win. And we came up short, but I mean, it was a good that forward was for me just to get back on the field and uh, be healthy throughout the whole game.
4: Now are you at are you at hundred percent? Are you shy of that? Where are you, where are you at recovery wise?
3: I felt good. I played I played I didn't knew if I was hundred percent when I had to run like four sprint, but I did that and I had no pain, no pulls, anything so I uh,
1: Shaq, how did you feel going into that game? The the team had won three in a row and then dropped had a, had dropped a couple before then, and it was we knew it was an emotional game for the Raiders, you know, because it was probably the last game at the Coliseum, but just the atmosphere and the mood going into the game and then what you saw in the first half.
3: So everything's always seemed normal, you know, but then once the game starts, I to like it just it seemed like, from what i it seemed like he's just not in it, like the way we should, it. But I don't want to say that because I know that being a player and being around all the guys, that we are, in, and we are going out there and competing and playing. And just, he's just not going. He's going our way
0: right
4: now. Well, how was how were the conditions out there? They looked obviously ugly, and the white uniforms got black pretty quickly. How were mm-hmm. the conditions out there on that football that field?
3: It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was slipping all the time. You had to. Just I had to focus on, like, every step going around the corner. Or I just had to worry about my steps in, in general, make sure I never got on my toes or anything. Stuff that you shouldn't be especially on a regular day. But, I've been a lot playing in that, I uh, don't know, until, uh, uh, what, Monday?
1: Shaq, how do you feel that going into, at 6-9 and nine this season, there is one more game, you'll play it in front of your home fans, you're facing the Chargers, a team that really, they have to win and get a little bit of help from the Raiders to win the AFC West title. I know the season didn't go as you wanted it to do, but can you feel like, okay, Sunday, at least we can make the statement in front of the home crowd, send a message to them, and also play a little bit of a spoiler to a rival in the AFC West?
3: Uh, The message part, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's probably the only thing we going to do. They've been a part of it all year. They know what it is. And I know winning in the last game would be good. It's going to make them feel better. But the season still wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't what they wanted. And, I mean, there's no pretty much no silver lining in that, to me anyway.
4: All right. Obviously for you, you're going to be a free agent after this game ends. What's more important to you? Because it appears on paper there's not a starting position here for you with Chubb and Von Miller around.
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
4: For a team to say, hey, you're going to be coming in and be our guy and be a starter, or are you okay if they pay you enough here to stay here and be a backup? What's more important to you going forward?
3: I want to be a starter. Yeah, like you said, there's no like there's no position for me on the roster. Like you said, with Von on the turf right there. So, I mean, if you put two and two together, it's looking like that. But, I mean, I don't, you never know what could happen in the future. So, That's I would what... love to sit here. Like, this is most definitely my top choice. I would never want to leave Denver. Like, I don't want to leave Denver. But uh, there's a possibility that I've been facing and it's been looking more realistic day in, day out.
4: That's why I was curious if there was a number that the Broncos got to, even though there's no starting position here. Versus, let's say, let, I don't know, let's we'll just throw out a team. Let's say Arizona. Let's say Arizona offers you a starting position. Obviously, it's a team that struggled this year. But Denver offered. Is there a number that Denver can get to, not offering a starting position that can get you to stay here?
3: Yeah, it got to be like super, super close to what Arizona offers.
4: Okay, all right. So they got it's got to be pretty even. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: they got be close. Uh, I ain't sure. got enough money, just leave my money on the table.
1: Shaq, have you thought about that, and I know you want to stay, and I know the fans want you to stay, but have you thought about that Sunday may be your last game with the Broncos?
3: Uh, I, I mean, I thought about but I didn't really like, think about it and put it into perspective about the whole five years here, and it could be coming down So, it. I have not really thought about it that way, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it will be a bittersweet moment. It, and hopefully if everything goes good on the off season, if I'm back here or not, it could I wanna be back here, but it's just just not looking likely. But I really didn't give it that much thought into the perspective part of this might be my last game here. But yeah, now that you said it, I'm gonna think about it and, you know, and yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of sleep.
4: Well the good news is is what free agency offers you is you the ability to choose what's best for Shaq Barrett. Granted this is a team game. And obviously, Denver fans love Shaq Barrett. They saw you kind of grow up here uh, playing over at CSU and then obviously becoming a Bronco. So obviously, everybody wants you to stay. But at the end of the day, it is a business, and you've got to do what's best for Shaq Barrett. And if that's here in Denver, that's awesome. And if it's elsewhere, that's awesome too because that's what's going to be best for you and your family and those little kids that you talked about earlier in the interview. Yes, sir. That's
3: exactly what my, uh, my, my plan is. is all season.
1: Does it matter what they is it is it strictly about? Um, well, you got a couple of things with money and also being a starter. But d- does it matter the direction of the team after the after the last game is played, as far as coaching or as far as other free agents or as far as where you think this team is going? Is that a factor in this?
3: No, 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 that's not. I mean, I'm pretty like everybody want to be good. Everybody want to be better. So everybody want to try to be better and do something better like different and try to become a better player, a better coach. And uh, so that's – then the, the, the people in the front office don't basically get better. They just want to let you go. So, I mean, that's just that's just part of the business, part of the nature of the business. and So I'm just – that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, not at all for me.
4: Well, I think you bring up a very good point because I think you have the ability to play in this league. I think you have shown that. And I think you have the ability to be a starter in this league – And uh, wherever that is, I wish you the best because I think wherever you go, whether it be here or you move on to another franchise that gives you that opportunity to start, that you're going to be a star in this league. You're going to go out. You're going to make plays. And you're going to make some fans very happy wherever you wind up being. And you're going to make your family happy on top of it.
3: Yes, sir. That's my plan. I appreciate all that.
1: Thank you, Shaq. Thanks so much for joining us. And happy holidays. And we'll see you on Sunday.
3: All uh, right, thank you. Happy holidays.
1: Thanks, Jack. That's Shaq Barrett. Of course, he has his, sh- his show every single, usually every single Monday. The Shaq Barrett Show is presented by Safeway and their game time rewards program. Safeway, it's just better. You know, you talk about good guys on the team, and I know you're down there a lot, Coove. You're down there with the Broncos. And uh, Shaq Barrett, I've always really, really liked him. I know he's a local favorite because of going to CSU and always easy to deal with. And that's, you know, when he was saying that to us, it, you just kind of go, we just look at each other like, oh, you know. I'm, and he, everything he said makes sense.
4: Yeah, right? he, I mean, one thing about him is he is an honest guy, and he was being very honest in that interview. You know, ultimately, he's going to go where he has a chance to start and get paid. Because yeah. if a team's going to pay him to start, they're going to pay him well. And I don't think the Broncos are going to come close to those dollar figures. Which it sounds like in, in in listening to him, that they would need to come. I'm I'm guessing within what five hundred thousand to a million a year within that number to get him to stay here and be a backup. Because he wants to play just like anybody else does. And he wants to get paid because we all know this business, the NFL. Not it's, for long. It, not for long. <laughs> you know, the careers are short. Right. You know, so you need to go out and make that money while you can and set up your family for down the road. And, uh, and, and I wish him all the best, but it does not sound like it's 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 very positive right now that he's going to come back.
1: No, because the those two factors that he's basing it off of are any athlete wants to start, or any athlete worth their salt wants to start, right? And any athlete, and it is a um, you never know what can happen, Garrett. You know, contracts are not guaranteed, so you have to make the money when you can make the money. And as much as he wants to stay in Denver, and he said that. I mean, he's you know he went to CSU. Everybody is a most people are a Shaq Barrett fan, and unfortunately, found himself at a position where he, he's unable to start. But it does look like he's thought, that he's thought this out and I, has come to a decision.
4: I will say this. that I, I think there is playing time here. If you just look at snaps played by the best player on this football team, Vaughn Miller, it was down this year. It was it down. It was in the 60% range for most of the season on the amount of snaps that he played in any given game. So there is going to be Playing time available because Shane Ray I think is definitely out the door. I don't think that you you don't sit him for the last two weeks and like he doesn't to want to be for here. a third week yeah. that, that he's not going to be back. So that all that playing time is going to be his as if he, if he's healthy, but it's just not as a starter. And I'm not just not sure that the Broncos are going to come up with a dollar figure that works for them that fits him in this cap.
1: So there you heard it here first on Orange and Blue 760. I'm not sure that Shaq Barrett has opened up like that really to anybody else. And we'll play a little bit of that a little bit later. Let's talk a little bit about John Elway, an exclusive interview here on First and Ten on Orange and Blue 760. John, you know what? John Elway is going to be part of this if Shaq Barrett actually stays or goes. And John Elway and his agent. So John Elway spoke to our station a little bit earlier today. And one of the things he talked about, and if you saw the game, You know the answer to this, but he was asked if he was happy with the effort against Oakland.
2: You know, I'm actually in that process of looking at the tape now, and so we'll... Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I someone had mentioned that uh, that uh, Wittman had meant, mentioned something about Roby, so I'll take a peek at that. But you know, I think overall it was it was fine. I think that you know it's never perfect, but uh, you know we're looking at the process right now, and so we'll we'll see. And man, but you know, bottom line is it's it's up to us to be pros at this point in time. And and obviously we got uh, we can play spoilers this weekend against the Chargers, and um, you know it's always a telltale about how you play when uh, you know. It's your job, and you know you, there's not a whole lot on line for us except pride, and so that's where we'll find out where we are.
1: All right, guys. You saw the game on Monday. John looked like John was making some decisions,
4: like John had made a decision. Everybody uh, was tweeting about his black gloves and what that meant.
1: <laughs> I know. I thought that was a little strange. I was like, they look like assassin gloves right there. I don't know, but a little ominous with those black gloves.
4: Yeah, I don't I, 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 to be honest with you, if he flew all the way out there for Christmas Eve and watched that, I wouldn't be too happy. Granted, he's giving the politically correct answer there to us. He wasn't being as honest as what Shaq was. Right. But I think if you put him under the uh, honest chair, that uh, he would say that that was not the greatest effort ever in the first half, especially.
1: Let's hear what John Wayne had to say on what he's looking for out of the team's performance against the Chargers. The last game of the season coming up on Sunday.
2: Well, you know, we'd like to go out and win. That's why we go on the field. So the goal is to go out and win the football game and <clears throat> hopefully play well and as as you said, be we you know we can be the spoiler with the chargers. and so <clears throat> and we get an opportunity to get out there see what we can do and and uh, so, I mean, that's kind of the expectation. Obviously, it's been a disappointing season. We're not uh, excited about where we are, but, uh, you know, we'll find out what we're made of this weekend.
1: How much do you guys think a Bronco win on Sunday can change his it's not going to change his feelings about the season? can make him feel a little bit better about the season.
4: It'll make him feel a little bit better because he's ending it on a high note, a victory which will allow him to go out and do his job. It's gonna make him do his job better or worse. No. But at the same time it's gonna give the organization a little bit of a lift. But then as as Mike Kliss said earlier, there's a good chance that uh that VJ is part of part of Black Monday. You know? I mean we'll see when it's all said and done. As as Mike said, John has likely already made his decision and we'll, we'll find out on Monday what that is or Sunday night after the game.
1: Here's an interesting one. The guys asked him, based on a player, how they play on Sunday against the Chargers, positively or negatively, is that going to change his view on that player?
2: Well, I mean, I think the big thing, Steve, is, is you find out, you know, in these situations, you know, what kind of workers are, they are and how hard they play. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to wipe anybody off the board or, you know, I, I think you can do a lot of good things, especially if young guys get opportunities this week, young guys can do some good things and get some experience. But I think for the most part we find out, you know, kind of what, what we're made of and, and uh, you know, what kind of workers we are and what kind of competitors we are because we're given a chance to go out to play and, and obviously, you know, our goal, Is to win the football game, and that's really the only thing that we have that uh, um, to go for. And so, you know, uh, we're not playing for anything else, unfortunately. So, you know, I think that that's part of it. But we'd like to find, you know, you know what's in the heart, what's in the soul, and and uh, you know what bottom line is. They're still getting paid this week, so therefore we expect them to go out and put on a, you know, you know perform well.
1: That's one of the things guys I'm curious if you agree with me that's one of the things that I want to see as well from this team and the guys on this team and the players on this team is is effort level is there's nothing on the line except for you're in front of your home fans you can upend the Chargers I want to see the guys performance and what kind of effort they're putting into that performance that's important to me as a Bronco fan.
4: And as well, it should be. I mean, you, you want your team to go out there and give it their all every every single time out there. You don't want them to quit. And, I, and I've seen some teams quit this year. If you go back to that uh, Thursday night game between Jacksonville and Tennessee in Tennessee, where Derrick Henry goes for, what, four or five touchdowns, including a couple of, like, 70- and 80-yard runs, it looked like Jacksonville flat-out quit in that game, that they had no fight. The only fight that they showed was when Derrick Henry was trying to break the record— and they were down at the goal line, and they went nuts when they were down 20 points and they stopped them short on fourth down. It's like they won the Super Bowl. Why didn't you have that effort at the beginning of the game? You know, so that's what we don't want to see is the Broncos go out there and just lie down and let the other team just beat the crap out of them.
1: Anthony, what do you expect to see out there?
0: It's tough, and honestly, what we just heard from Shaq Barrett, it's going to be a lot of guys, like we were discussing earlier, Julie, it's going to be a lot of guys vying for either a spot here or elsewhere. This is, I I, I hate to put it like this, but honestly, it's going to be maybe half more, maybe maybe more than half of these guys fighting to be on the Broncos going forward and a good portion of these guys, mercenaries essentially out there looking to make their case to earn their keep elsewhere.
1: Speaking of that, we're going to take a break. Coming up, we've got a Broncos update that you're definitely going to want to hear when we come back. We'll do that Broncos update. We're going to recap that poll question results. We'll look ahead to the rest of the week. You're listening to Crockett and Stouts on Orange and Blue 760. Crockett and Stout, Ray Crockett, Mark Stout on vacation today, enjoying their holiday. Mark will be back tomorrow as he and Andy Lindell will be at the Hofbrau in Westminster. And Mark will be back on Friday. Ray will be back coming up next week. If you did not hear the interview that we did with Shaq Barrett, you can find it at Crockettandstout.com. And I believe we are also going to tweet it out. Shaq Barrett, one of the unrestricted free agents for the Denver Broncos, came on the show just about six minutes ago, and basically said he wants to start. He's not doing that here. And he also wants um, to get paid. And you can hear it right now.
3: I want to be a starter. Hey, yeah, like you said, there's no, like, there's no position for me on the rise or what. Like you said, with are going to right there. So, I mean, if you put two and two together. It's looking like that, but, I mean, I don't, you never know what could happen in the future. So, that's I would love to sit here. Like, this is most definitely my time because I would never want to leave Denver. Like, I don't want to leave Denver, but uh, there's a possibility that I've been facing and it's been looking more realistic day in, day out.
4: It's uh, – it's, honestly, the more I think about it, I don't think it's too stunning what he said. It's just the fact that he said it. Right. You know, that he was being that open and honest with us with still one game to play. I mean, he's just back from injury, and you know he wants to go out and prove to everybody that he's healthy because this is kind of his last game tape going into free agents. And obviously it has not been the year that he anticipated because he anticipated being out on the field, making plays and here the Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb. So Bradley's going to play over him. Obviously Vaughn's going to play. And then obviously he just didn't get as many opportunities as he thought he was going to get. Cause obviously there was Shane Ray on the team. Now he's kind of falling out of favor, but then Shaq got hurt when Shane kind of fell out of favor. So he couldn't take advantage of that. I mean, I think what the most plays he's probably played this year is where someone between what 20 and 30 plays yep. you know and he's actually he was actually a part of the kind of the toughest play that the Broncos have had this year because if you go back to second and 30 against the Chiefs, he was the guy that lost Dwayne Harris on that play that got the big gainer
1: you mentioned something really interesting. he said that Jack, you said Jack Barrett hasn't had the year that he anticipated. who has? Can you think of one guy? Hey
4: Bradley Chubb Philip Lindsay. Those are the two guys that probably played oh, above what you thought they were going to do. So
1: I would say Bradley Chubb, but I would disagree on Philip Lindsay in that I don't think maybe Philip anticipated but he went so far above and beyond I think what expectations were from him. I think Bradley Chubb fit the expectations got a little bit off to a slower start, but then, you know, he I think he he gained some steam there, but when you really think about it, is that the only person that had the year that I think Chris Harris was
4: trending towards a year yes, he was before to he start. got hurt that uh, I think everybody expected out of him. I think Pecco has played about like we thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of some other guys. I mean, that's that's that may be about it. I mean, because the linebackers have been beat up. Todd Davis and uh, Brandon Marshall have both been injured at differing points. Todd has played through some injuries. Um, obviously, the other cornerback, Bradley Roby, has been under fire all year long. Justin Simmons has played every snap that the Broncos have played this year. So maybe he's played up to expectations just because he's been out on the field. But I think he's had his ups and downs. I mean, you've seen him argue out on the football field with Adam Pacman-Jones on, on, on touchdown passes this year. Um, Darian Stewart's been injured, so obviously he hasn't. I think Will Parks has played pretty well when he's been out on the football field. But he's been another guy that hasn't been able to play a ton because he was back. I mean, uh, here recently he's played because D Stew has been injured. And he's been able to step up, but uh, that's that's really about it.
1: I'm going to ask you guys to, as we wrap up the show, a few minutes left. I'm going to ask you to play GM, and we're going to talk about the free agency and guys that are going to stay or go as the, as you know the the weeks unfold. Your GM, I'm going to ask you to make a couple tough decisions. Who who do you who do you think it's vital to keep to for the Broncos' success in the coming years?
4: One of these 14 free agents, which yeah. are Valdir. I'm
1: going to give you.
4: Valdir, Peco, Brock, Barrett, Paradis, Ray, Turner, Roby, Kerr, Gradkowski, Jamar Taylor. Shelby is restricted. Then you also have Hierman, Max Garcia, and DeAndres Mount.
1: Okay, five. <laughs> you get five. Because that's going to make you make some tough decisions.
4: I'm not sure there're even five of these are coming back.
1: All right. Well we'll you're see. The GM. All right. Who do you want?
4: Uh if I had to pick five, um, if you tell me Valdir is going to be healthy, I think he would be one. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of Matt Paradis, especially at the number that he's going to one. So I'm going to say no to that. Uh, obviously, Shane Ray, I'm not going to bring back. I liked Cliss's point about Billy Turner. I do think he's a very versatile guy. Um, but once again, if somebody goes and offers him a starting position, he doesn't have one of those here.
1: Right, but you're GM, so you yeah, can offer so, whatever you
4: want. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll, I'll say Valdir and Turner, okay. which is which is kind of interesting because it's not like this line has played great this year by right. any means. But yet I'm bringing back two of them. Um, Zach Kerr I would bring back. I really like him. Um, he's a good guy in the locker room, on and off the field. Shelby Harris, I would make sure that he comes back, even though it looks like he's a restricted free agent, according to the, uh, the thing that I'm looking here. So what is that, four? Mm-hmm. So I got one more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to probably go... I don't. I, 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 Hireman is not proven enough to me. Maybe, maybe if he stays at the number that he's at now, maybe I bring him back. Uh, Tremaine Brock's not doing anything for me. I love Pecco. He's he's mm. honestly the most positive guy mm-hmm. that's inside that locker room. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to do a positive interview, go interview Domito, Domita Domato Pecco.
1: You know, I've never seen him without in that locker room without a smile, and he owns up. He owns up to his mistakes. Wasn't there a penalty earlier in the year where he? It was uh, on a punt return and he... he oh, it was he, the
4: Baltimore game. He has
1: the Baltimore game and he yep. hit the guy behind the... Back and he took ownership of it. I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic locker room guy.
4: I think the last... Well. if I, For the fifth guy, I guess it would be between Shaq Barrett and Bradley Roby. Shaq is going to want to get paid and he's going to want to start, which he just said. And I just don't think that fits in what I'm trying to do here. So I guess that would leave me with Bradley Roby as the fifth guy.
1: Okay. So you're bringing back Valdir, Billy Turner, Zach Kerr. Um, Harrison Roby. Harrison Roby. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Before we go, Anthony, can you give us the updates on the poll results? Yes.
0: Roby's my number one, by the way. I think he's the most important to bring back, interestingly enough. The final results are in following the Philip Lindsay injury. Should the Broncos rest their key players, Vaughn, Case, and Chubb? 35% say No play to win 28% say yes because of injuries and the draft, 26% say yes don't risk injuries and 11% say yes mainly for draft positioning.
1: So the majority agreed with me.
0: 35% yes.
1: Okay, if we call that if we call that a majority. <laughs> that is
0: majority because so the other ones are all back? yes. So who would you bring back?
1: Uh let's see. Let me look at my list. Uh I Pecco, I like Pecco. Um you know Valdeer, I like Valdeer as well but his injury his his history, his injury history, worries me.
4: He's also going to be thirty-three years old. Thirty-three years old next year, and Pecco's going to be thirty-five.
1: Right. Um, I believe so. I, gosh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure I would bring back Bell Deer Kerr. I, I'm I'm with you on and off the field. Uh, Roby, I go back and forth with, but I think I would I would bring Roby back because I think it's not like corners you can get them from. They fall from trees, right? I mean, he knows the system. We've seen he's had a he's had an up-and-down year. I still be, I, I still think he can be good. Can he be great? I don't think he can be a Chris Harris, no. But I think he's definitely serviceable. I mean, that secondary needs a ton of help. Do you want to bring back?
4: I think that'll be interesting to see where they go first-round draft pick. Do they go a corner? Yeah. Which would allow you to let need. Roby walk.
1: Yeah, it'll all be interesting. Thank you so much, guys, for letting me sit in today